You are about to listen to the intro music, followed by the podcast. Unless something terrible happens, like your phone dies, or your headphones cut out, or the entire world ends in the next three seconds. Well, it looks like we got lucky, this time at least. Welcome to the Doctor and the Dumbass. I'm Duncan Cross. And I'm Regan Cross. I was filled with fear because I was afraid you were going to try to repeat the intro alongside me again like last yeah. time. And so I was like, I, I, have to, I have to sneak it in so she doesn't see it. <laughs> I try not to see it. <laughs> That's not the sense that I use most in this podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah, you don't use sight-based hunting. No. No. Welcome to the introduction. Uh, this is episode 18, which means we're 19. two away. 19. I can't count. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which means we're two away from the end of the season. Woo! Woohoo! Wow, I can't believe uh, we made that many. That's wild. I know. I can't believe that people listen to these. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Very really weird. Weird, weird yeah. call, guys. Yeah. <laughs> weird move on your guys' part. <laughs> Um, yeah you're the weird one here (laughs) yeah a gentle reminder if you want to send in uh questions for our christmas special you still can send in your weird science questions at the end of the episode if you stick around for the segment i'm going to bribe you into sending in questions yay because we haven't gotten many and i want your weird shit to ask regan yeah yeah because if not i'll have to make them all up and no one wants that yeah please save me (laughs) send in anything well uh should we have our introductory banter we usually do some banter in the introduction did you just ask for us to have banter that's not very natural (laughs) thank you um do you have anything you want to talk about in the introduction regan any fun stuff that's happened lately um no i don't think so oh okay i'm thinking about getting a rabbit it just started today i think i'll get a rabbit i think i might get one okay Keep it in my apartment. Loose? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a loose rabbit. I don't know. You, oh. you get them like a big cage. They need like a larger mm. cage. But yeah. yeah. And then they come out when they've been good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Don't they smell? Uh, you, all things have smell. That's how your nose works. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to know a fun prank you can pull with a rabbit? Sure. You know Nesquik cereal? Yeah. Right, so their rabbit or their mascot is a rabbit, and also yeah. their cereal looks like rabbit shit. Um, so if you oh, want to play a prank on your friends, you just get an empty box of Nesquik and fill it with your own rabbit's shit, and then just feed them that and see if they notice. <gasps> That's disgusting! <laughs> Thank My you. God, <laughs> they would obviously notice. Wouldn't fucking smell like Nesquik, and also the bag wouldn't be closed. And... <laughs> there wouldn't be a bag; it'd just be loose rabbit shit. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Nesquik box. Yikes. Also, it's amazing Nesquik is still around because their mascot is a rabbit and their cereal looks like rabbit shit. Like, that is super questionable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They should be investigated. They should be. That's our investigation for the week. Okay, yeah, that's our conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's just rabbit shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> our conspiracy theory has gone from like weird esoteric stuff to just accusing corporations of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get. Sued. I think it's a good use of time. I think so too. Um, mm. This week, what are we talking about? Uh, this week I we're talking about. Crap. What are we talking about? Uh, well, I prepared some information on vaccines. Oh, that's not yeah. related to anything happening in the world right now. No, it's we just, came up with I that just thought of it. On yeah, own. I thought, you know what people don't know about vaccines? Yeah. I feel like there's so much to talk about about vaccines. Like, there's just so many issues that people have created <laughs> for themselves. <laughs> that there's a lot to there's a lot to debunk. There's a lot to explain. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. finding that with a lot of our theories, like evolution, climate change, what we talked about last week, and the week before, renewable energy and non-renewable energy, and now vaccines. Uh-huh. A lot of the problems are man-made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot Sorry, of the big I'm issues. <laughs> Regan's bored already. <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> Loser. Um, so, vaccines. I got my mm-hmm. flu shot this year for the Good. first time, I believe, since I was a child. I kind of mm-hmm. like needles, so I didn't mind oh, it. Oh, my. Okay. Um, no, they're kind of fun. I can't look uh-huh. at them, but they don't hurt. I kind of like how they feel. Okay. Um, yeah. Is that a vaccine? I don't know what a yeah. vaccine really is, other than that it's just I'm, I've been stabbed many times. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully only by doctors or nurses. Um, yeah. So a vaccine. Uh, exact- one time. One time by my good friend, Knifey Bill. <laughs> Knifey Bill. <laughs> Yikes. He's dead. He's dead? No, he stabbed me. Oh, he stabbed me. He's very hard to kill. Oh, gotcha. What with the knives? Okay. So, you should kill him with a virus, maybe. Um, (laughs) So, a vaccine. (laughs) Nighty Bill, I see you've got your knives. Have you tried chemical warfare, though? (laughs) That's a war crime, Regan. That's biological warfare. (laughs) Whatever. Because viruses are alive. They are a living thing. Ooh, our first fact. They are an organism. Um, yeah, so anyways, a vaccine, um, basically, like, what's in the needle is, uh, like, either a dead um, or a very weakened form of the virus. Um, oh. And so they inject it into, in order to, like, stimulate your immune response to produce, like, antibodies that are appropriate for that virus so that, like, if you're ever actually exposed to the virus, you're base- you're immune from it. Um, so that's the general gist of a vaccine. So the flu shot is a vaccine. Obviously, right now, scientists are working real hard on trying to get some COVID-19 vaccines up in here. Um, there's also <laughs> there's a variety of... We've been slaving all night, guys. Get some COVID-19 <laughs> vaccines up in this bitch. Yeah, they're working really hard on it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of different vaccines. Most of them you get as a baby, um, like the MMR vaccine and things like that. Um, yeah. Some of them have been super successful in like eradicating diseases. Um, and, uh, yeah, so vaccines are great. They've actually been around quite a long time. They were apparently invented in the late 1700s, um, because uh, smallpox was, like, a real big thing back then. Um, and yeah, and the basically, British kept giving it to people they wanted to kill. Yeah, it's not good. It's very mm-hmm. bad. Um, yeah. and so they knew that, um, like, people knew that survivors of smallpox were immune to it. They, like, nobody ever got smallpox twice. Um, so if you were lucky enough to live through it, um, then you wouldn't get it again. 
And they also found that dairy maids um, seem to be protected against smallpox, um, even if they hadn't had smallpox. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they started to think maybe it was because they were exposed to cowpox and they would sometimes get um, cowpox, which was like a much milder form um, and it didn't kill you or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then this guy, Edward Jenner, was like, what if I inject this kid with cowpox? And then he injected cowpox into this eight-year-old kid, and the kid got, like, a little bit sick um, from that, but, like, uh, not, like, very mild. And then he was immune to smallpox. He, like, it, then he exposed him to smallpox, and he didn't get and it. And then so. Edward Jenner got fucking arrested for stabbing <laughs> the kid. No, it was, like scene, a, it was like a trial, but in the 1700s. Yet, and he was like, I just, I just shipped this kid. He seems yeah. hot. Yeah, well, apparently Guys, he was, like... It. Yeah, he was, like, submitting these findings to, like, the Royal Society and stuff, and they were, like, no, we're not publishing that, like, rejected. Um, yeah. So that makes me feel better about the things that I submit that get yeah. rejected, because maybe it's the next breakthrough, and fuck you. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you found the next vaccine. I didn't. Also, That's 100%, he just found a peasant orphan and stabbed that kid. There's no way he went through the proper channels. Who he knows? just found an orphan. It was the 1700s. Yeah, I'm sure it was a very wild, um, a very wild procedure. But yeah. yeah, so that was the first vaccine. And then they were like, cool, that worked. And then after like a few years, somebody finally published it. And then people were, were all getting vaccinated using cowpox. Um, so it's, it's like not a traditional vaccine because it's not a dead or a weakened form of the actual virus. It's just a different virus. But it was like related enough um, that it also, that like basically it was producing the correct antibodies for smallpox. Right, um, they had the same yeah. last name, Pox. Exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. so close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the late 1800s, they realized that the vaccination didn't seem to be giving, like, lifelong immunity, and so they figured out that you needed to, like, revaccinate throughout um, the person's life. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, like, getting booster shots, basically. Gotcha. Um, and then in 1980, the World Health Organization announced that smallpox was eradicated. Um, so basically, there's no more smallpox. Enough people had been vaccinated that... It was no longer able to, like, spread through the population, and it just died off, went extinct. Um, and that was in 1980? Yeah. So even after the vaccine was invented yeah. and discovered by that weirdo, it then took another 200 years to eradicate. Yeah. Well, Worth I noting. mean, I mean, that was, they didn't have the internet or anything. Like, it was, like, definitely a lot harder to, like, spread the vaccine around. That's um, true. And it was, it was eradicated in, you know, like, most western european countries um before that yeah of course of course yeah yeah gotta get the white people first yeah so um and of course edward jenner's family still doing great the kardashians are huge <laughs> yeah he's the only jenner to ever do something for society oh that's a burn roast um yeah so that's so that's vaccinations um, their vaccines, that's kind of how they arised, um, mm-hmm. arised, arose. Um, but what, Arrest. what is, <laughs> no, I said arised and then arose. Um, and so what, what is a virus? Do you know what a virus is? Uh, yeah, it's like a disease or a sickness that travels around, um, just, <laughs> just travels around <laughs> seeing the, seeing the sights, killing the people. I don't Trying know. to see the world. Yeah, a virus is something that can be contracted by humans and then passed around. Yeah. Yeah, like the common so, cold or coronavirus, COVID-19, yep. or yep. gonorrhea. Yeah. Okay, yep. 
So that's like from our perspective as sort of viruses, but like from the virus's perspective, it's like oh, from the virus's perspective, it's just living life. It's yeah. just doing great. It's spreading. It gets to yeah. see everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's operating. I'm glad you brought that up. It's operating under <laughs> Too the. Too rarely we try to eradicate these viruses, and we don't try to see the world from their perspective. <laughs> that is not the point I was trying to make. It's clearly where you were going with that. Let's look at this pandemic from the virus's perspective. Great success. <laughs> no. Off the charts. No. That's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say is, like, so the virus is a, like, living organism, um, and so it, it's operating under the same, like, evolutionary principles that we that we talked about in episode two. Um, so right. its, like, yeah. main goal is to pass its genes on. So it wants to survive and it wants to reproduce so viruses like replicate they they don't have any kind of like mm -hmm. sexual reproduction or anything mm -hmm. but they're trying to replicate they're trying to get as much of their genes out into the environment as possible yeah. um and so the like they... a horny college student <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> and so they are um they <laughs> the viruses um are uh, like they the only way that they can do that is from inside a host um so if the virus's particles are just out in the air like they'll die um mm -hmm. they need to be like harbored within a host um in order to replicate so they that's why they're so like contagious and infectious from person to person um it's because they like need to get into the host in order to survive and then once mm -hmm. they like they like actually like, inject themselves into the cells of the host um, and then that's where they can replicate. And then they, like, burst out of that cell after having replicated a whole bunch. And then they infect more cells. And then they replicate a bunch in those cells. And that's, like, their MO. It's their modus operandi. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's what the virus is trying to get after. And then the human, this is very bad. The virus viruses get into our bodies and our bodies are like, oh, fuck no, that's not good because it's going to kill all of our cells and then we got no cells left, we're dead. So mm -hmm. we have an immune system to respond to these types of things. Viruses, bacteria, right. etc. Harmful things. Um, to be clear also, when I'm talking about these types of things, viruses, bacteria, germs, if, uh, if you prefer the layman's term, germs. germs. Um, most germs are great and completely yeah not harmful that. we have plenty of bacteria living in our guts all the time in great symbiosis we would not um be living without them they do all kinds of important work in our gut yeah. um and so most most um things are good and only some of them are bad um, much like humans and but it's the That's bad incorrect. ones like it's the bad ones that get all the attention <laughs> um, <laughs> So <laughs> that's my PSA on that. <clears throat> so the virus, the bad virus gets into our body and our body's like, oh, fuck, uh, we got to trigger the immune response. And so we have two in immune responses. Basically, there's like the first line of defense, the innate immune system. Um, and so that kicks in straight away. Um, there's a bunch of things already in place, barrier tissues like like mucus layers and keratin in our skin that like actually physically block pathogens from entering our body um, and mm -hmm. then there's white blood cells which basically um, if there's an infection somewhere the white blood cells move through the bloodstream to that 
um, area like very quickly and then they work to either kill the virus cells or if the virus is already starting to infiltrate our like human body cells then they'll kill those cells just to like try to stop the the viral load from increasing basically inside of our bodies um, gotcha. and then that they like release a signal to the rest of the immune system being like we're under attack red alert let's kick it into action um, and then basically that stimulates our lymph nodes um, mm-hmm. to release T cells, which triggers the like second phase of our immune response, which is the like adaptive immune response. Yeah. Um, and that is the more specific one. Right. It kicks those that um, that switch, and then we know to spill the T cells. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. I have to speak to our modern audience. I have to speak to the kids. Oh, the kids. I'm one with the woke ones. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm one with the woke ones. <laughs> no, I've got gray hairs. Do you want, you want to know something wild? Okay. I found a gray hair in my leg hair the other oh, day. Oh, wow, that's wild. I was like, wild. that's not supposed to happen. Hmm. Yeah, I find gray hairs in my eyebrows sometimes, and then I'm like, oh my god, that's terrible news. <laughs> I wish something would kill me, yeah. Oh, no, that's not what I, that's not what I said. I just pluck it out. <laughs> Well, yeah, then you're fine. But while yeah. it's there, yeah. all you can think of is death. No. <laughs> I'm not that dramatic. Okay. Um, yeah, so then we're kicking into the adaptive immune response, um, which is, like, more specific and targeted. So basically it releases all of these T cells and B cells, um, and the um, B cells lead to the production of antibodies, um, which have, like, a specific antigen recognition site so basically they like release all of these cells um into the like bloodstream and there's a bunch of like basically different kinds of the antibodies so the virus um cells like there's receptors on the outsides of your human cells and the virus particles will like latch onto those receptors and that's how they get inside the cells so that's what the antibodies are trying to prevent um and so the antibodies come out and they're in all different sorts of shapes trying to like make sure that they've got the shape that's going to latch onto the virus properly so they all go out there they're all just naive t cells um and they try like try basically like a bunch of different puzzle pieces which one of these fits the vaccine they figure out which one it is and then they produce a whole bunch of those um mm-hmm. in order to latch on so if they block basically they've attached on to the um uh, the virus particle and then the virus can't attach onto a receptor of a human cell so it's basically just like neutralizing it right. um and the antibodies can work in a variety of other ways as well but that's like one way that they work so they've blocked all the viral cells and then um, if the infection is basically eradicated from your body, then your body hangs on to some of those T cells. And now they're called like memory T cells. And it's like, okay, these are for if that virus ever comes back, we're going to keep a bunch of these in storage so that next time we don't have to go through the whole process of the innate immune response and then like sending out a bunch of T cells, figuring out which ones work because that can take like up to like a week um, for that to happen. So instead, the body just like keeps some around for later, and then if the virus uh, like try uh, attacks again, then your body's mm-hmm. just like, no, nope, I got these, and you're immune to it basically. Oh, okay. So T cells are like the perfect um, Tetris pieces, where if you get the right one and you can fit it into a row, then that row disappears and you're good against that. But if you get a, if you fling a bunch and they aren't fitting, then you kind of screw yourself. But once you fling that one that's perfect and it fits perfectly, then you clear that row and you're good. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> nice. That makes sense. Coming at it strong with the good yeah. analogies once again. Tetris analogy. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically the immune response. And then the va- vaccines are trying to like imitate that. Um, so they by injecting either a dead or weakened form of the virus, you're like triggering your body to produce those antibodies. Um, that are, like, specifically targeted to the virus, but you don't have to suffer through, like, actually having the disease first because it's either dead or, like, very weakened. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes Um, sense. Any questions? Well, I have one. Okay. You know how we said, like, cowpox and smallpox were in the same family, kind of? Yeah. Is chickenpox also in that family? I think yes. Okay. Now, if chickenpox and smallpox... Because they're, like, pretty closely related in the same family. If we ever got, like, a combination strain of the two, would we call it chicken little pox? Well, that would be up to the scientist that discovers it, so. Okay, if yeah. that ever happens, God forbid. Yeah. Dibs, I already named it. Okay, <laughs> you can't name it. <laughs> yes, I can. But that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's, like, another good example of, is chicken pox, because, you know, like, if you get chicken pox when you're a kid, then you can't get it again, even if you yeah. sit next to another kid that's got chicken pox. Um, yeah. But it is highly contagious, and if you got chicken pox, then your brother got chicken pox. Sorry. Um, but if you don't get chicken pox as a child, then mm-hmm. you can you get can shingles get as, an as an adult, and that's far worse. So it's Oh, really? Chicken pox clears you for shingles? Yeah. Oh, I thought it just meant you could still get chicken pox as an adult, but you can get shingles as an adult. Yikes. Yeah, if you get, yeah, if you get, like, the chicken pox virus as an adult, it's just shingles, I believe. Oh, I thought it was, like, actual chicken pox based on that episode of Friends where Phoebe and Charlie Sheen get chicken oh, yeah. pox. And I it's, like, real chicken that. pox. Let me look yeah. it up real quick. Okay. Because there's one thing we trust on this show, and it's the roles of Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Oh, okay. So apparently, so apparently, if you get chickenpox as an adult, it can be far worse than if you're a child. Um, but also, apparently, the virus that causes chickenpox, uh, the varicella zoster virus, remains mm-hmm. inactive in your body's nerve tissues and rec- and can return later in life as shingles. I was so going to say possible, you can get shingles more than once. Yeah, it's possible to catch chickenpox from someone with shingles, but not the other way around. Oh, okay. Yeah. In that case, you should just let your children hang out with the dirty children with chicken pox and just make sure they get it then, because it'll be better for them. Yeah. Or let your kid hang around some chickens. I don't really know how it works. Either way. I don't way, think chickens are involved. They'll have fun, probably. Yeah. yeah. That was my only question. It was cool. mostly based on the chicken little joke. Oh, okay. That's fair. It was a good joke. Um, cool. We're going to head into the break, and I'm going to go hang out with some kids who have chicken pox. Be back in a minute. Bye. Stephen Fry described it as the podcast of the century. The Queen described it as not as bad as she thought it was going to be. Do you like subjects? Do you like lukewarm things? Then Tepid Topics is the podcast for you. Join Michael, William and Dickie on a tidal wave of philosophical debate. Answering life's unanswerable questions... Does cheese make your penis grow? Does capitalism affect the weather? And is Donald Trump really all that bad? Join us now, or risk looking like a loser when people talk about it down the pub. Tepid Topics. Let's go a bit deeper.
Hello and welcome back from the break. I got chicken pox again. That's not good. You're not supposed to be able to get it again. It might not be chicken pox. What is it? <laughs> um, Sounds bad. Hives? <laughs> leprosy? No. <laughs> I don't know. I found a kitty had leprosy. <laughs> I thought it was chicken pox. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first line was that it wasn't a kid. It was an armadillo, but I was pretty sure it was a kid, so. Oh, wow. I got you... confused as to what children look like. Yeah, you've been inside for so long. Uh, so what are we going to talk about in the second half of our break, which is my ex- uh, version of doing a question this episode? <laughs> what are we talking about now? <laughs> um, more vaccines. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> Shock twist. Um, yeah. So, like I said earlier, vaccines can either be, like, inactive or weakened forms of the virus. Um, so, if they're, if they're inactive, um, they actually, like, don't create quite as long-lasting immunity um, because you've just mm-hmm. injected, like, a dead form of the virus. So, your body's, like, not that stressed about it. It's like, that seems dead, but I'll make antibodies just in case. Um, so, it doesn't make, like, quite as many, so it don't last quite as long in your bloodstream. Um, right. For example, like the tetanus shot is an inactive vaccine, which is why you have to get like boosters once every 10 years because the antibodies have like worn off, basically. Right. Uh, okay. It's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then another form, live attenuated uh, vaccines is the, the like weakened form. Um, mm-hmm. But you are still injecting like a live virus. It's just like, like very much weakened. Um, but we can't give it uh, to people with weakened immune systems. So if you're like immunocompromised or if you're a baby or if you're a pregnant woman, then you cannot get um, live attenuated vaccines. Because, right, because you're at risk. Kind of. Yeah, like it's oh, okay. weakened, but your immune system is weakened. And so, or you're at like greater risk. Um, so right. it's like not worth the risk basically. Um, so in that situation, like the what we have to develop is herd immunity so basically if everyone who can get vaccinated gets vaccinated then Mm -hmm. that's like effectively protecting the people who can't get the vaccination um Mm -hmm. because like most people can't get it so the virus can't spread through the population because like most of the people it's trying to infect are um, immune and so it just dies out and then everyone is protected um through herd immunity um yeah once so this again, is... baby semen useless because they can't get the vaccination and we got to get vaccinated to protect them. Yeah. When will babies start to have a use? That is my question. <laughs> Up till now, I've seen zero uses. They don't put it in any effort. Mm-hmm. They've got no ambition. Yeah. God. Wow. Mm, I like babies. <laughs> I'm fine about them. They grow into adults that contribute to society most oh, of really? the time. Most of the time. Sometimes no. Sometimes you get people like me. Yeah. Sometimes they're just a couch potato. <laughs> not a couch potato? That's not the problem with me as a person, is that I'm a couch potato. It's the I things know. I say and the places I go. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so herd immunity, contrary to like some things that have been said recently out there in the world. Oh, what's been said um, recently? <laughs> Herd immunity is not when you let the virus run rampant through society, getting everyone super sick and killing a bunch of people so mm. that you have herd immunity. No, it's you stay indoors until you have an effective vaccine, 
then you vaccinate everyone, then when y'all come outside, most of you are immune, and that's herd immunity. Right. It's not letting everyone get sick. That's not what it is. (laughs) Counterpoint. If everyone dies, the virus probably would too. (laughs) Yeah, if there are zero hosts left, then the virus Mm -hmm. is also dead. But have we won our battle? Actually, no, it could probably, it probably, the virus can live in other, like, mammals, so. Exactly, that's the point here, is that once again, we're viewing this from our perspective. Maybe we just need to all die, and then we'll stop holding this virus back. Yeah, maybe we'll just all die, and then the climate will return to normal, and biodiversity will increase Mm -hmm. again, and the virus will assume its rightful throne. (laughs) As the alpha. Um, yeah. No, that's not the solution. The solution, solution. is to wait, <laughs> wait until everyone can get vaccinated. Okay. That, and then get vaccinated when that is available. I think I might be like one of the first mask. in line because technically I'm uh... an accountant. <laughs> well, no, I I know in England the Pale? first people in line are um, important workers. What's that called? Essential. Essential, yeah. I know the first people in line in England are essential workers. Yeah. To be honest, I think they probably mean healthcare workers. (laughs) (laughs) But technically, I'm an essential. I'm on the list. They're probably going to start the healthcare workers and immunocompromised people. TBH. Well. If it's a dead vaccine. I don't know. I don't know if the ones they're working on now are inactive or live attenuated. I'll look that up for the next episode. I haven't been told. They haven't reached out. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares about you and your accounting firm, I'll be honest. That's not the top priority in Trudeau's office. He's like, we got to get Deco the vaccine. He's stressed and performing suboptimally. He's not getting as much accounting done. He's stressed and performing suboptimally. Also, Trudeau owes me one. I voted for him. Hmm, Yeah. He doesn't owe everyone. (laughs) What? All the millions of people that voted for him. He told me it was like a favor. <laughs> he told me he owed me one. And you're gonna use it to get the vaccine early? <laughs> yeah. It's a chip. Not to like withdraw from the he pipeline. Owes, he owes me this. I'm gonna call him up. I'm gonna be like, the time has come. <laughs> you're gonna call him. You have his phone I, number. I'd like to be first in line. His phone number is one. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> His phone number is one? <laughs> yes, the the uh, House of Commons has the first phone in the country. No. No, it's actually, like, when you vote for him, it's like a scratch and sniff card, and as long as you, like, scratch the voting for him, underneath is his phone number. And then you can call in your favor. <laughs> That's also just, like, a I don't know, like, anything where you have to scratch the answer. I don't know why you decided to go with scratch and sniff. Because I couldn't think of what the thing is called without the sniff part. Scratch card. Scratchy lotteries? <laughs> yeah, scratchy lotteries. When you buy too many scratchy lotteries. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The Canadian voting system is just a scratchy lottery card. <laughs> yeah, See what you'll I, get. And I scratched it. Years. It had his phone number. It said, yeah. I owe you one. And then it smelled of justice and his hair product. Oh, nice. Yeah. What does justice smell like? Uh, maple my... maple wood. Oh, interesting. Like a okay. strong, yeah, musky maple wood. I was thinking like an old book. No, most old books are oh. wrong. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> uh, so I, what I was talking about was herd immunity. 
Um, and right. that is also the general strategy with, you mentioned it earlier, the flu shot. Um, so obviously um, the flu, like most people, if you get the flu, it's like not that big a deal. It's like 24 hours and you're fine. Um, but the flu can be very deadly um, and quite serious. Um, tens of thousands of people die from uh, influenza every year. Mm-hmm. And so basically the strategy with everyone getting the flu shot is herd immunity. You're like getting it to keep the infection rate low so there's not that much flu going around the population that year. Um, so that people who can't get vaccinated um, because the flu shot is a live attenuated vaccine, um, people who can't get the the vaccination are protected because the flu virus isn't really able to get around very well. Oh, okay. Is it yeah. true that they choose what the flu shot is going to be because there's multiple flames of or multiple strains of flu? They like bet which one they think it's going to be this year. Yeah, I mean it's not a bet. It's based on <laughs> scientific research. Seems like a guess. <laughs> no. They might as well just roulette wheel it. No, basically there's like a whole bunch of strains of, there's like influenza A and influenza B, and then there's like strains of that. So like in influenza A, there's like H1N1, H3N2, all these like types of things. Then there's also a bunch of influenza B viruses. And then they all have like different mutations like in their genetic code and things. So there's like a bunch of different strains of the flu viruses. And so the scientists can like track the different strains through time and see like which one they think is going to like increase in prevalence like as approaching the flu season they do, they make it into a vaccine and then they vaccinate the population against it is it always correct no but <laughs> that's what we're working with right everything you just said is what they want you to believe what they actually do is they use that octopus who est- or who uh, predicts who's going to win the World Cup games. They use that what? octopus to predict what the flu, vac- or flu strain is going to be that year. What octopus? There's an octopus, and every time there's a World Cup, they put it in a tank with the teams, and it predicts who's going to win each game and predicts the whole who's going to win the World Cup. Why, by pointing? Thing. Yeah, it uses one of its arms to point. No, yeah. it telepathically tells them Greece wins <laughs> that game. <laughs> Germany. Interesting. Iceland. Yeah, no. I... Yeah, it points. And when it's not doing that, because there's only a World Cup every four years, unless you count female World Cups, in which case I think it's every two years, when it's not doing that, it's predicting flu strains, and that's <laughs> how they do it. No, it's like the groundhog, actually. Um, they, like, sit in front of the groundhog hole with um, a needle full of a virus strain. It's just clear liquid, and they're like, this one, and if the groundhog goes back inside, then they wait for him to come back up. They're holding a different vial, and yeah. then eventually he stays out, and they're like, guess it's this one. Yeah. No, when they know which one it is because the groundhog comes up, grabs the needle, and stabs himself in the arm with it, and then like, gives it back and goes back under because that's I'm it, safe that's the one. Fuck off. I need to be protected down here underground. His name is Vaccination Val. Nice, yeah. Thank he you. wants to be yeah. protected from the flu and, um, oh my god, what's his name? <laughs> from Caddyshack. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> This is what was in my head. I knew his first name was Bill, and I was like, Bill Saget. That's Bob <laughs> like Saget. Bob Saget. And I was like, that's not it. What's his name? Yeah, Bill Murray. What's wild is, I thought you were going to say Bill Murray from Groundhog Day. He's been in two movies where the whole crux of it has been him versus Groundhog. 
Yeah. And that's wild. It is wild. If I had a dime for every time Bill Murray hit a, fought a groundhog, I'd only have two dimes, which isn't a lot, but it's weird. It's happened twice. Yeah. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's not how they do it. They use science and research. No, it's either an octopus or a groundhog. Fuck you. No. And actually, the, the flu virus usually includes about four different types, um, like a couple influenza A and a couple influenza B, um, just because obviously more than one's probably going to come into play. And yeah. yeah. So this year, just... little column A, little column B. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Why don't they and... just stick them all in there? Well, because <laughs> there's like an infinite possibility, like possibilities of like ways that it could mutate mm-hmm. and we don't know. And that's also why we have to <laughs> get it every year um, because it like um, can mutate and like mm-hmm. ad- adapt basically mm-hmm. like through the yeah. processes I talked about in the evolution episode. Um, and so uh, that's why it has to get updated every year. And also you can't just like put every Make a super like, virus. <laughs> If you put we used every a bunch of strain, weak flu strains and we put them all into the same syringe and then it exploded. <laughs> and 18 people died in the room. Yeah. I feel like if you put every strain in the syringe, even if it was weakened forms of the flu, you would still get pretty sick. That's like a lot of virus. <laughs> Your body's like, oh, this one, this one, what, that one, this one, what, where did all these come from? It's got to like figure out every antibody. It's very stressful. This year at the Flu Research Center, we accidentally made super gonorrhea. It melts your whole face off. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. My bad. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. We're going to go into our bunker now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the uh, flu vaccine. Yeah, obviously, so, like, that's they're not fun. perfect, but um, the adverse effects on most people, like, people are like, but the flu vaccine doesn't, like, work perfectly. Like, sometimes they get it wrong, and it's like, yeah, so, like... <laughs> yeah like maybe you'll still get the flu like just get the vaccine and then like best case scenario you've protected your community worst case scenario it didn't work and you got the flu like anyways which like you might get it anyways even if you don't get the vaccine so it's just like yeah i just like yeah i took driver's ed and learned how to properly drive i still accidentally run the odd red light but like most of the time i'm doing pretty good that's you shouldn't do that yeah (laughs) I don't really run red lights, but every once in a while I do pull a horse shit move and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that one. Yeah. 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 So um, everyone should get the flu vaccine. It's actually like wild because this year all all the governments were being like, do you want to help with the pandemic? Like get your flu vaccine. Then at least like we won't also have the flu to deal with. And everyone was like, yeah. And like flu vaccinations went up like 400%. But the government... The government didn't, like, plan for that at all. And so, like, you have not been able to get a flu shot for, like, over a month in, mm-hmm. like, any of the pharmacies, at least around here. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just been, like, completely sold out because they didn't, like, order more doses. They were just like, everyone, please get the vaccine. And they, I don't know if they didn't expect people to, like, listen. But I think mm-hmm. they ordered, like, something like 10% more doses than they normally do. Um, and demand went up 400% immediately. Mm. And so, yeah. It's almost like we've set a precedent that when the government tells us to do something about the medical issue, that we ignore them, and then they expected yeah. us to ignore them. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like that happened, eh? Yeah, I guess that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Came back to bite us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've, I've still got lots more information about vaccines, but... Uh, we're kind of coming to a, a 
pretty long here, so maybe we want to save it for the next episode. That's a great idea. I think it's important to split these. Hey, bada boom, bada bing, it's a oh. segment. Oh, my God, okay. It's yeah. always so abrupt. Yeah, sometimes I like to sneak them up on you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, sneaky. This game is Weird Hangover Cures. And the okay. reason it's that is because I started looking into vaccines, and then they're all about, like, or like cures for things. And they're all about, like, cancer or diseases. And they're all real depressing. And I was uh-huh. like, I don't think I want to make a game out of things that kill people. No. So um, instead, it's Weird Hangover Cures. Cool. Um, all right. Now, this one's fun because it's from different countries, which encourages racism. Um, encourages. <laughs> encourages. <laughs> Put some special sauce on that one. Oh, wow. Um, So there's going to be five rounds, and it's very simple. It's one of these is true, one of them is false. You've got to tell me which one. Now, what's fun is we said we were going to try to bribe you into sending in your weird science questions. Oh, the audience. These are pretty gross. Okay. If we get five weird science questions sent to our email or Twitter, I will eat one of these. One of the real ones or one of the ones you've made up? Most of them are uh, food that we're going to have trouble sourcing in that I think it's probably illegal in this country. But oh. um, yeah, we'll, we'll do one of the ones that we can figure out. Okay. 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 Round one is Italy. Okay. Uh, the first hangover cure is called Pizzle. Okay. Simply, it is dried bull penis. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second one is called pickle sauce and the ingredients are cold pasta sauce and pickle juice mixed together uh-huh. uh, i think the first one pizzle is real yeah they eat dried bull penis mm-hmm. as a yeah. hangover cure yeah mm-hmm. i feel like um it's on one of those like late night talk shows they have that like eat weird food like thing like it's like a spinning table and there's like weird foods to eat i forget what talk show it's on um, oh, but I'm pretty sure the, I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that too, actually. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I thought that that one was real. Yeah, I also just thought it'd be like some gross Italian shit to be like cold marinara sauce and pickle yeah. juice. Marinara. <laughs> marinara. Marinara? I think marinara. I don't know. Oh, okay. Also, apparently pickle juice is a very good hangover cure, which I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Round two is hungry okay. for more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, the first one is candied rat's tails and a vodka shot. Apparently, candied rat tails are often available in bars or like kebab shops on the way home type thing. There's something you pick up in your way home from the night out. Oh, so it's not like a hangover cure the next day. It's like a hangover prevention. No, no, no. Apparently, you eat it the next day, but you they they just make it available in the bars or like the chip shops on the way home because they're you're just like, oh, you're gonna pick one up because you'll need it tomorrow. Oh my god, that is yeah. terrible. Uh, Sorry, and the other one is um, bird shit and brandy. Okay. Which comes with the annotation that the bird shit could include parasites, and the bird shit well, is yeah. usually from a sparrow. Uh-huh. I mean, it definitely includes parasites. <laughs> it's just whether or not they're going to kill you. Oh. Um, I guess I think the rat's tail one is real. No, it's the it's the bird shit. Ew, why? Yeah. yeah, it came it's with disgusting. two annotations. The first one was that the bird droppings would likely make you sicker. 
Mm. And the second was that brandy will just postpone the effects of the hangover if you drink it the next morning. Like, it's not going to make them go away. It just postpones it. Why? it doesn't work. (laughs) Which is why I think the people of Hungary should be trying candied rat's tails. Yeah, that sounds like it can't be worse. (laughs) 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 Round three is ancient Greece. Okay. Um, the first one is sheep's lungs and two owl eggs. Okay. And we are hoping that the owl eggs are cooked, but because it's historical, we don't know if it is or not. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one is ground wolf's claw and bull stomach, implying that yeah. you either kill the wolf while drunk or could do it hungover. Oh, God. Wait. <laughs> Wait, wolf what? Wolf claw? Ground up wolf claw. And beaver stomach? And bull stomach. For some reason, everything you said just leaked right out of my brain. <laughs> Do you listening. want to hear the first one again? And then afterwards, I was like, what did he say? Wait, no, in ancient Greece, the first one was sheep's lungs and two owl's eggs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question first. What booze were they drinking in ancient Greece? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably mead, I would guess. Oh, oh yeah. wine. That's they drank so much fucking wine. Most of it was wine. Oh, yeah. Wine headache. That's not what you want. What's better? All those big vases you see from ancient Greece, those all just held wine. That was what they put (gasps) in there. Oh, my God. And then do they vomit in them when they had drank all the wine? No, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it seems like a good place to vomit. Like, if you drank all that wine, you're definitely going to vomit. You got a good receptacle right there. You brought a garbage can with you. Yeah, exactly. That seems smart. We should drink out of garbage cans, and then you just chuck it back in when you're done. Oh, people already think we're kind of white trash. (laughs) People are already judgy about us. (laughs) Also, I don't know if I've said this fact before or not on this show, but at symposiums in ancient Greece, um, which was where, like, all the philosophers would meet and discuss their great ideas, um, all the... platters and vases that they drank and ate food out of all had prostitution scenes on them like it was all just Uh naked sex scenes on their food dishes it was really weird yeah that tracks Mm -hmm. all right okay so based on that information do i think they (laughs) eat sheep's lungs or ground up wolf claw and bull's stomach okay i think i think i think they eat the sheep's lungs the sheep's lung and the two owl eggs, yes. which we don't know if they're raw or not. You are yes. correct. Yes. Nice. That was, yeah. That's a hard one. The ancient Greeks would do anything. Yeah. But yeah. in my head, I was like, are there wolves in Greece? There are. There are? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that was why I made me make that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it was not good. That was bad logic, but that's fine. Oh, well. It worked. <laughs> Also, the owl would make sense because owls were associated with Athena, who's the goddess of wisdom. So they probably mm. thought it would like clear their brain or something. Right, it would smarten yeah. them up. Stop fucking drinking so much. Yeah, round four is from Mongolia. Okay. Uh, the first one is two pickled sheep eyeballs in tomato juice. Okay. Uh, I'd like to note that I found a 2012 study that suggests that tomato juice helps the liver purge alcohol. Okay. Yeah, that's why you eat pizza. Or drink Bloody Marys, I think. Oh, true. Uh, the other one is called Sludge Soup, which is charcoal from prior night's fire, lemon juice, and mashed up fox intestines ingested yes. cold. What? 
Um, I learned from Survivor Man as a child that charcoal from the fire could help settle your stomach. Oh, you so, learned that. Yeah, so both of them, the tomato juice I found out could help purge the alcohol. Oh, I see. Charcoal I found yeah. out can help settle your stomach. So both, right. maybe. Hmm. Both have scientific backing. Fuck right. you. Right, whatever. Um, I think the sludge soup one is true. No, you're wrong. It's too sh- it's it's specifically two sheep's eyeballs in tomato juice. Mm. In my head I was like, Declan would never fucking watch Survivor Man. <laughs> I watched almost every episode. I loved that show. Really? Yeah. You're afraid of the outdoors. I like the outdoors. I'm afraid of water. <laughs> I'm openly afraid of water. I like the forest. Okay. I also watched like every video on how to survive every single animal attack that's ever been made. As if you could survive an animal attack. Yeah, but I was convinced a bear or a shark was gonna get me. Yeah. Oh man. Um the round five is would you like to guess where the final round is from? Um yes. I am going to guess Argentina. It's Germany. Damn it. Um, that maybe so the first one is called continent. Kata Frühstück, uh-huh. which uh, translates to the hangover breakfast. Right. And it is raw pickled herring, or roll mops, I believe they're called. So raw pickled herring wrapped around pieces of gherkin or onion. Gherkin like a pickle. Yes. Okay. Or a, or a raw onion. <laughs> okay. And the other one is called uh, Beer or Beer Tears. For what it makes you do, which consists of porridge, heaping amounts of sauerkraut and horseradish, and raw quail eggs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you got to think about both. One is pickled herring, which is uh-huh. just some old fish that tastes of vinegar. Uh-huh. And one is a bunch of sauerkraut and horseradish. Mm-hmm, which is also just pickled shit. Yeah, and also the worst tastes in the so world. So it's just vinegar or vinegar. Yeah. Hmm. One has porridge in it. Yeah, why would it have porridge? <laughs> I think they wanted a base. I think if you're just eating sauerkraut, you were going to throw up no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I think the pickled herring is real. That's very true. It's the worst pigs in a blanket instead of bacon wrapped around... <laughs> A little sausage. Pigs? Oh, sausage, okay. Pigs? <laughs> I couldn't bacon think of what the pig part pig. of that was. So instead of pigs wrapped, or pigs in a blanket, bacon wrapped around a sausage, it's raw pickled herring wrapped around a raw onion. Yeah, that's disgusting, that's but I hardcore. believe it. That's yeah. Hey, I um, think I did pretty good in that. You got, you went three for two. You won that, technically. No, I thought I went four. No, you got Mongolia and Hungary wrong. You thought it was candied rat's tails, and you thought oh, it was right. sludge soup. Right, 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 right. Okay, I got three. Sorry. I got three out of five, so I won. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, if we get our five questions, I, I think we'll have to put... The yeah. We can't clear that. <laughs> no, I changed the words. Oh, okay. Then we're good. <laughs> Did you see they have a show coming out on Netflix? It's a documentary about called We Are the Champions about that place in England where they chase cheese down a hill. (laughs) No, really? (laughs) Yes. Have you heard about this? 
I've heard about them doing yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a wheel of cheese yeah. and they roll it down a steep yeah. hill covered yeah. in bumps and rocks and people yeah. just full tilt after it. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, yeah. It's called We Are the Champions coming out on Netflix. Okay, and they're our sponsor. It. Oh. No. Yeah. So if we get five questions, I think about three of these are legal for me to eat and don't include red meat. So yeah. there's about three I could eat. So we'll put a poll on Twitter and I'll eat one of them. Okay, cool. On Great. our Twitter. Yeah. Great. I love that. Cool. All right. Hey, bada boom, bada bing. That's the segment. Fuck off. Okay. I was going to say while we're here talking about Netflix documentaries, um, plug for David Attenborough's um, documentary. I think it's called Life on Our Planet. Excellent. Yeah, Everyone one of should watch. people who hasn't if, seen it yet. If, yeah. <laughs> You've seen it? I have Yeah, you it. haven't. Yeah, so you're a dick. Um, <laughs> I'm busy. Definitely watch it. It's great. Um, it's, it's a good follow up to our climate change episodes as well. That's how we pitched it. He was like, I want to follow up Regan and Declan Cross. Exactly. <laughs> monumental work on climate change. Exactly. <laughs> I started that sentence thinking I was going to do an accent and then I bailed immediately. <laughs> I bailed That's on the first level. Yeah. yeah. It's a good call. It's a tricky one to. The forget, majestic right? turtle. No, I can't do it. I can't do Attenborough. The majestic sloth. You have to say sloth. That's how you get into sloth. it. Sloth. 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 Ah, yes. And here we have the majestic sloth. It's not very good, that, bro. It's okay. You kind of just pronounce sloth wrong is all you do. Yeah, I guess I should go more British. I'll work on it. I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah. We're going to take over Attenborough's work, but we're only going to do his accent. <laughs> and just, like, observe everyday things in our apartment. We should do that. Because we can't leave. <laughs> That'd be fucking um, hilarious. That would be bonus content on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to head into our conclusion. Okay. Hello and welcome to the conclusion. Okay. Um, you know where to hit us up at, at Doc and Dumb Pod on Twitter, doctorandumbasspod at gmail.com. You can send questions, comments, suggestions. Um, website. We changed the website. Here. Yeah, we changed the website. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so the website, you know, at the beginning, I was like, let's do a Squarespace website. We're going to get sponsored. And so far, they haven't come through on that. So I've decided that it's fucking expensive to have a Squarespace website, and I got a different one. So now the website is thedoctorandthedumbass.wordpress.com. Easy change. Instead of yeah. Squarespace, WordPress. It's WordPress, yeah. Yeah. You press so. those words together like a thigh master. Yeah. Much cheaper. And it's a better site. Squarespace yeah. ain't paying us. Fuck it. It's a better site. <laughs> you should have pulled through for us, Squarespace, yeah. and you failed. So like, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to like sully the name of Squarespace, but they no. did try to sell me drugs. So. <gasps> no, that's not true. <laughs> that's libel. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is always trying to commit libel, and the other one is always <laughs> trying to stop you. This is a dangerous show. We live it on the edge. That's so true. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. All right, Regan, do you have a fun fact? Um, no. I forgot to save something. Oh no, I think Let we gave out plenty can... of fun facts this episode. Let me see if I can think of something really fast. Okay. Um... No, if I you got can... nothing. I have a fun fact. You know how okay. humans are left or right-handed? Yeah. 
Elephants can be left or right tusked. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's fun. So, like, they they have, like, more dexterity with one if they're, like, trying to, like, get a get something off a tree or something? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. They prefer to use one for certain tasks. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's there's your fun fact. Um, that's nice. Yeah. Well, we oh, here's my a... fun fact. Oh, um, it's Jesus. not a fact. It's just something I'm going to say. You're probably going to cut it out. Um, you know how people say easy peasy lemon squeezy? Well, yeah. I saw a meme on the internet that said, when you think something's going to be easy peasy lemon squeezy, but instead it's difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. And so then me and my friends have been saying difficult, difficult, lemon difficult about a lot of stuff for like a long time. Um, and then now we've just started subbing in other um, adjectives, I guess. And so like now we go like, oh, interesting, interesting, lemon interesting. <laughs> and it doesn't oh. make any fucking sense. But we wanted to catch on. So everyone should start doing that. Horny, horny, lemon, horny. <laughs> no, not like that. Why did you ruin it immediately? <laughs> it's what I do. Um, yeah. While we're talking about phrases and why we should change them. <laughs> Welcome to our next episode. Phrases and why we should change them. We've strayed far from the path. <laughs> yeah, I have issue with whatever floats your boat. Because boats float inherently. And I've always wanted it to be whatever floats your goat. Because I don't know if boats can swim or not. <laughs> and so I think it should be that. Yeah, that is better. Yeah. You should say that. Thank you. I do say whatever floats a goat, and I have for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just not listening to you carefully enough. No one ever does. Uh, I guess as always. I'm Regan. And I'm Declan. And I'm not a doctor. But I am a dumbass, and this episode was fun, fun, lemon fun. Nice. (laughs) Absolutely nailed it. it. (laughs) Got it in one. Yes. Uh, Thank you for listening. See you in two weeks. Bye. The podcast is over. Please leave.